SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and Hope with Sweet Tea and Sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. Marriage on the move. Yes. This week. Moving, 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 move on. Yep. Sorry, we're I'm moving. tired, I'm trying to stay awake. Um, This week we're going to be discussing how to balance responsibility within a Christian marriage mm. or marriage in general. What's your responsibility? What's my responsibility? What's our responsibility together? Right. What kind of responsibility do we going to put on the kids and have them do and carry out? Right. There's a lot of responsibility. Man, adulting is, is hard. <laughs> hard. Oh, man. Same thought, same time. We still shared a brain. Same brain. <laughs> so this week's Bible verses. I'm, I'm no longer in my favorite book of Ephesians, but we're in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 24. Brothers and sisters, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Being responsible to God means you stay in the situation you were in when he called you to it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just processing that. Yeah. So getting that around your head, getting your head, getting your head wrapped around that. You tired too? When God called us to get married, we are now responsible to God within our marriage and for our marriage and for our marriage. So we're and every for that. So everything that happens within our marriage, by our choice and our decisions, we are now responsible to God for it. Ooh, mm. that's some tough words to, to to comprehend there. Yeah. Because that is a wow, heavy responsibility. Heavy responsibility by- I mean, we're responsible to God for all of our choices. Right. But that part about when he called you to it. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it's just like, um. Wow, it, that kind of adds another layer to it. Another layer of um, responsibility. Responsibility. Wow. Because everybody knows, everybody knows you're responsible to your boss. Yeah. You're responsible to. And if you make a poor decision that costs somebody money, money, or it makes get somebody injured or something, you're going to be responsible to your boss or to the company for that. Right. To you, to the country. And then if you're the boss, because he was in the Air Force, too. if you're the boss, then you're responsible to your employees and your customers and your customers. So responsibility is huge. It's everywhere. You're responsible to your kids. You're responsible for ma getting making your kids be responsible, yep. which I think is really lacking 
in our country right now. I mean, people don't expect their kid, they don't expect their kids to be responsible or rise above. They, they think, you know, they can just get out of it. And that's not the way we raised ours. And And that's not the way God, that's not the way God intended. No. And I want to interject something right here. We have a new program coming up with our group that we are trained and certified through a parenting program. And it is going to be an eight-week program. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. So you guys be watching your emails for that because you're going to want to get tuned into that for that training. And you're going to want to get that book and that learning because it is going to be amazing. And when we do the marriage reboot process with a couple, we're going to be bringing in that parenting part as well because most people who are married have children and therefore their parenting and they're that's a big source of conflict yep. in a marriage so yep. be watching for that it's coming really soon i can't wait to get started i'm excited about it yep that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be an adventure in itself yes 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 so back to back to balancing responsibilities in a christian marriage it's cru- it's crucial for you to maintain harmony within your four walls and unity and unity within your four walls and you want harmony and unity trust me you do life is so much easier when you're living in harmony and unity and life is going good and you're working together and accomplishing things yes. cuz when there's strife and uh, and and stuff there it's just not fun for anybody no it it when there, when there's conflict involved, it makes you it makes it difficult to make sound decisions. It makes it makes it difficult to make decisions that will benefit the family as a whole, the marriage. Yeah, <clears throat> I think this. And is... if and if you're in, I'm sorry, okay. if you're in conflict, you tend to make decisions that's going to benefit you. That's going to benefit. That's going to save your skin, so to speak. If there's conflict within within the marriage, what we the training we did on Sunday, but she's saying that when there's conflict, you're actually angry with God because you're trying to take control right. yourself. Yep. And once we realize we are not in control, and I'm telling you, I had to learn that lesson because I grew up in such a dysfunctional, chaotic family where there was no harmony or unity. I had this need to be in control. I wanted everything to be perfect and clean. And I wanted everybody, my kids to be perfectly behaved and all these things. And it took me having to be injured in a car accident and put flat on my back in a bed to realize, you know what? I don't have any control over anything. I am not in control. God is in control. And, and he is sovereign and, I, I can't control it and I don't need to because he's much better at it anyway. Right. And so, you know, relinquishing and understanding that you're not in control, God's in control and relinquishing that to him. Makes it so much easier on you. There's so much of the responsibility off. You're still responsible for your actions and your choices and your words and, and all of those things, but you don't have to be, hostile towards god because you're angry because you're trying to be in control because he can do a better job anyway he he does he's done a much better job being in control of my life since i let let it go and let him right. be in control 
right. than I the mess I was trying to run. So talk about living out your roles. What are your roles as a couple? I mean, it's this is even down to the point of who takes out the trash, uh, who washes the dishes, who, who cleans the bathroom, the that it, and and who does it. Um, you know, a lot of guys would say, well, that's my, that's the wife's job or taking out the trash or maintaining the car. That's my husband's job. But the roles are what you agree on as right. a couple, Right. what you both come together and agree that this is going to be my role. And this is going to be your role. And it's going to change. It's going to adjust. And we, just as an example, we both, we mentioned out, you know, who's going to take out the trash, who's going to clean the bathroom there we know of a couple who for whatever reason the smell of trash just caused the guy to go into just get vomit vomiting type sickness but on the flip side his wife couldn't stand to clean the bathroom she couldn't stand the sight of a dirty toilet so the roles were flipped it was in, in their household she took out the trash and he took care of cleaning the Cleaning, cleaning the bathroom in the house. It's what you agree on. It's something you have to agree on as a couple. And and there's and, and it doesn't and it doesn't have to be the stereotypical. Men do this, women do that. No. In our example, our the first twenty years of our marriage, she did the budget. I did all it the was, money. It was bills, agreed money, upon. It was agreed upon. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. It was agreed upon between us. One, I didn't like doing the budget. I made the money. I didn't want to have to deal deal with how to spend the, spend the money. But with that being said, if I needed any, if I needed to buy something, whether it was for the car or for the house or whatever, I had to discuss it with her because she knew how much money we had or didn't have. And if it had to happen this month, what were we going to do to rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, to make it happen? Poor Peter, he's been robbed. But then. It's just a shame. But then when we had our major accident and it put her in the bed for 12 years, on I a ton had of medication. I had to learn how to do the budget and, and I, the groceries and the groceries and all of the stuff that she used to do. In addition to me still working and figuring out how to do all of that. Well, we, plus, we are we had children that we had children at the time that, that could helped, help that helped us. Helped up, stepped up and helped and, right. you know. But the majority of the bulk of that stuff, like the budget and the grocery shopping and stuff, all now fell on me. Which, to this day, I still do. Right. For various reasons. But it's it's something that we agreed upon because the situation changed. And another way that those roles changed is I did all the house cleaning, the cooking, the grocery shopping, all of those things. When I was hurt it became a shared responsibility between him and the kids. And then once the kids were grown and out of the house, I still was not well enough and able to do it. So we hired somebody to come in twice a month and clean. So, because he didn't want to do it and I couldn't do it and it still had to be done. So sometimes it may be that it's a responsibility that needs to be assigned to someone else. You need to hire a housekeeper. You need to hire a mechanic. Whatever it is, it may be, you know, maybe neither one of you know how to maintain a car and right. you need to take it to a mechanic. That is something that is mutually agreed upon between the two of you. Right. And, and it goes back to communication. Yes. You have to talk about these types of decisions in order to 
determine what roles are going to be filled within within the family. And I mean, it, it the roles even go down to the point of who's changing the dirty diaper. Yep. The running joke in our house and to this day is you find it, you change it. And now we have our grandkids and we're still doing you find it, you, you change exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes we get away with getting the other one to do it because I did the last one, you know, so we, we're keeping score, which is not really a good <laughs> thing to do. But but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it comes down to, you know, you've got to talk about these things and discuss these things and figure them out. Right. And, you know, I um, since he retired, I don't cook or clean. I did it all those years. And and I, I'm just done. I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm not doing it. And I'm getting to the point to where I don't want to cook anymore. Yeah, either. I don't know what we're going to do because hiring somebody to come do an RV is kind of difficult. Now we do both get together and and both get it. And being at in an RV, it doesn't we take can, very we long. Can, we, we can, can knock, knock it out. We can knock it out in about twenty minutes, front to back. Yeah. But yeah. As far as the cooking portion, it's getting to the point to where I don't like to cook anymore either. But eating out is getting too expensive. Yeah. In this day and age, so. I'm still cooking. We may be eating more sandwiches and hot dogs. I don't know. Yeah, but, but, you know. No, I ain't going back there. <laughs> we did that when we first got married. I ain't going back there. But, you know, and a lot of these things that these these action steps are things that we've talked about in these last, this is the fifth episode this month, you know, effective communication. We're back to the communication. Yes. You have to be able to regularly discuss things and come to a mutual agreement. If you cannot come to a mutual agreement, you may to need to get a third party involved. And please get a third party that is unbiased. Don't bring in your mama or his mama because they're going to be biased towards their child. Well, I don't know. Your mama probably would have been biased towards me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, something else in the communication is don't forget to talk to God about it. Yes. Bring God into areas, especially the big. Now, Talking to God about who's going to change the diaper or who's going to cook, that just needs to be handled between the two of you. Yeah. But I'm talking about the big decisions, the big financial decisions, the one, the ones that affect your life and how long you're going to be in debt and so on and so forth. Don't forget to talk to God about those decisions. Openly communicate with him. And he's just, he's just sitting there waiting for you. And even if, if you can't come to an agreement, between the two of you, take it to God, take it to God first mm -hmm. and, and, and unload it on him. And instead of asking him, well, God, I want him to do this, this, and this, and I want, you need to change him. Maybe say, God, where can you change me? Because I can't change him. I can't make him do anything, be anything different than what and who he is. He has a free will and a choice. Right. And so same with she. me. Yeah, and my my free will is probably stronger than yours because I'm just stubborn like that. But you know, you but instead of saying change them, ask God what can I do to change myself, to change the situation, to see things from a different perspective, to see things from His perspective. And I and I think that also comes to honoring and respecting each other. Yes, we've talked about that, but think about your partner's strengths. Yes. They're, and their weaknesses. And they have strengths and weaknesses. Respect their opinion. Right. They have an opinion about things. Respect that and avoid selfish ambition. Right. Well, I just want this because I want this and this is the way it is. Right. It's not. I mean, we, we're talking about the cooking thing. I, I don't. I For one thing, 
I don't want to cook anymore because I cooked and I ran a, a catering business. And so I was, you know, I cooked a lot for a lot of people and uh, to support our families and do the catering business. And then when I got hurt, I hurt my back and my knees were injured in the car accident. And I've had to have fusion surgeries and I've got nerve damage. I can't stand on my feet because of my back for long enough to cook. I don't like sandwiches, but I have learned to eat sandwiches more than I ever did before because neither one of us want to cook. So I needed to change and adapt my taste and figure out how I can enjoy a sandwich as a meal, which I never did before. Right. And so you need to appreciate that and not say, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to cook. And I don't want to eat in a sandwich. I, you know, we need to go out or you need to go pick something up when you don't have the money to, and you're just being selfish about it. Right. You need to not avoid, you need to avoid pursuing your own selfish ambitions in everything. You need to think of yourself as the two of you are one. Right. And it's, it's never, it's no more just about what I want or just about what I need. It's about what we both want. And when you're talking with your partner and you're discussing what their strengths and weaknesses are maybe where they're weak you're strong in or vice versa usually usually that's the way it works and amazing how god designed it that way yeah and if you just spend a little bit of time talking about it figuring out who who's better at what and who likes to do what it can create balance within your within your marriage and makes the responsibilities so much easier and if you both like to cook then it's something that you can do together that makes the evenings that much more enjoyable when you come in from working or take turns or take turns cooking or, you know, or if it's something you neither like to do or want to do, then you go to your financial shared financial expectations. And this is an expense that we're going to build into the budget right. to buy meals out or to buy ready-made meals and, or and whatever. Determine how many times a week you're going to eat right. out and how many times you're going to buy the pre-made meals that are delivered to your front door, you know, whatever it may be, you have got to figure out what those, who has that responsibility to make that decision. Right. But you need to make that decision together. And you've got to, you know, put that on the budget, just like with the cleaning the house. He didn't want to do it. I couldn't physically do it. So we had to budget that. So when we made a move and we're ready to buy a house, we said, okay, we're going to pay $200 less in a mortgage a month so that we can pay someone to clean twice a month. Right. Because we had to budget that in. We could have had a bigger, nicer house if one of the two of us were willing to clean it. We right. were not. So we had a smaller house that was a lower mortgage. So but, so you've got to be able to right. you have communicate to. those things, yep. talk about it, work it out, fill out a budget, fill it out together. And, and, I, and as you grow in your marriage, Things like this will change. Oh, yeah. Because outside situations affect what happens within your four walls, which causes you to reassess your responsibilities based on the situation at hand. Right. And because life is so challenging, you have to be willing to communicate what the responsibilities are and how they're changing based on what you see coming down the road or what you think you see coming. Or what's down, happened. Or what has just happened beyond your control. Now you have to reassess where, like, I had to figure out how to do a budget. 
And, you know, another big one, too, was him being in the military, he had to deploy. He had to go overseas. Well, after we had the car accident, there was an overseas deployment to Turkey, and he was just hell-bent on he was going. And I had to say, you, we can't, you can't do this. You have to back out of this deployment. I am flat on my back. Right. I've got three kids. I can't drive. I'm on all this medication. I'm on all these shots and all this therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. You can't be gone right now. Right. You have got to step down from this deployment. And his selfish ambition and desire was to go and do that deployment. He wanted to go and be there, but he had to take a step back and say what my and family re needs. And reassess what my responsibilities My were. family and my family responsibilities are right. more important than this. We definitely could have used the extra pay that you would have gotten mm -hmm. going to Turkey. It would have been, it would have made things easier, but he just, we just couldn't. Right. I mean, I, I just, I could not at that point in time do do everything that needed to be done with three kids at home and me being as injured and, and everything as I was. And there are other times when he's had to go on deployments and I got sick and I was really, really ill to the point I couldn't drive. And he's overseas. He can't do anything about it. Can't get home. And I had to call friends, people I didn't even know at the time because we just moved. And, but they had given him a card and said, if she needs anything while you're gone, let us know. And I had to take him up on that. And I had to call and say, can you come get my daughters who were both um, preteen, early teen, not driving yet, and take them to the grocery store to buy groceries. And I had to call the grocery store on base and say, will you take a signed check from them if they come in to buy groceries? Because this is the situation. I'm so sick. I can't drive. I right. can't even get off the couch. They had to come and take me to the doctor and, um, you know, and. Sometimes you've got to lean on people outside of, and, and, you know, if we'd been home, we could have depended on family, but we were thousands and thousands of miles away and we couldn't depend on family. Family right. couldn't come. And I had to depend on other people. And there are situations like that. And there are times when you're just, you have to just evaluate and say, what are we going to do? I mean, right. I could have, I, I could have made the option of the kids and I order pizza every night. But financially, that wasn't doable. Right. My girls get were, old too. Yeah. My girls were old enough to cook. I had taught them to cook. And so they went to the grocery store and, and got groceries and they cooked. And then, you know, once the base found out that I was sick and he was gone, then we, we had people bringing us meals as well. But there are times when those, those things are going to flow, ebb and flow, and you just need to discuss it. Right. And budget for it. Yep. Put it in, put it in the finances yep. and, you know, get outside help if you need to, if you need to get a financial planner to help you budget it out and mm -hmm. figure it out. If you need to, if you're, you can't come to an agreement nope. between the two of you, get a coach, get a, a mediator, get a counselor, get somebody that will help you. Don't be afraid to seek it. help. And don't be afraid. Like when he was bent on going to Turkey, I was like, this is not okay. I feel like you are being selfish and trying to avoid this situation that we're in. And he didn't feel like he was. 
he felt like he, because of being in the military, it was mission first. Right. And the kids and I had to come second. But that was an instance in our life where mission had to become second because we had a dire situation with my health. Right. And, and again, don't don't forget to give yourself to give each other grace and to give it give each other space within your responsibilities of what you're trying to figure out and what you're developing and it's and, and, and even it's when even when even when situations change within what's going on in your four walls, you have to give each other space so that they can process what's going on and right. And process what the new responsibilities are, or or even process the fact that, that they can no longer do what they've had to do, because it really affected her when she was now down on her back and couldn't do, excuse me, the stuff that she had been doing. It really affected her I because she did do it. It wasn't she, that I didn't want to be doing it. I didn't want to be in that bed because she now couldn't do it, and that that really affected her mentally because. She felt helpless and hopeless because of a situation that was beyond our control. Right. So I one just one thing I really want to point out is this is how to balance responsibilities in your marriage. It's about balance. Yep. It's never 50-50. Nope. It's never 100-100. It's never 80-20. It is always a balancing act. Some days it's going to be 10-10 and some days it's going to be 80-20. It's going to change. Yep. But just don't try to reach harmony try to reach balance where everything is balanced and the harmony will come and the harmony will come on yep. the heels of that yep so how to balance responsibilities in christian marriage or in marriage general yeah yeah this has been another episode of sweet tea and sass marriage on the move love you guys talk to you soon bye Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.